You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 239. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Elevest.com. Elevest is an online investment platform for women built by women, which, by the way, can I just say right now, is stunning as well. So you know me, I love a good looking website. And this is one of those where you're investing, but you are in such a beautiful place. It's just a joy to be there. It's one of those ones where you can invest in specific life goals, such as buying a house or starting a business or retiring comfortably. LFS gives you a free financial plan customized for you based on where you are now and where you want to go with your finances. LFS shows you how to invest in the goals that you care about and how to reach those goals. All you need to do is get started. If you want, we have a Lively Show listener offer just for you. Lively Show listeners will receive $100 towards your first funded goal when you sign up for Elevest. To do so, head over to elevest.com slash lively. That's E-L-L-E-V-E-S-T dot com slash lively. I hope you check it out. And like I said, it is a stunning site. You can tell this is built for women by women. And it's just an incredible place. I really recommend you check it out. Now let's move on. Today I'm in Ann Arbor and this is a very special week. This is a registration for Flow with Intention Online. As you guys may know, I teach my online course Flow with Intention Online twice a year, once in February and in October. And this October's rounds registrations open this week until Friday, September 15th. So class is going to run October 3rd through 26th, and in between this week and when class starts, I'm actually going on an Abraham Hicks cruise to learn even more material. Yes, I love my rational stuff. I love learning from, you know, doctors and neuroscientists like Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton. I love those guys and learning all of their information, and I love a little bit of Abraham too. So I'm going to have all of these new resources, clinical hypnotherapy, RTT, Theta, and more to be sharing with the students in the course. So if your intuition is telling you to join, you can go over to Flow with Intention online. Dot com. And today on the show, to help those that are thinking about joining, we're sharing two alumni, Heather and Tim Conkin. They are Flow With Intention alumni who took the class this February. Their husband and wife who did it together. But really, as Tim, I think, says in the show, they really did it alongside one another. So they each took this and applied it to their own interests in their lives. So Heather had some incredible results This one I just find is incredible because so many people would want her side product, her secondary results as much as, you know, that would be most people's primary result in many cases. But for her, she totally cleared up all of these blocks and energy and resistance she had around her career. And as a side product of applying this work to her life, she lost 20 pounds. And yes, she had done anything and everything in the past to do that with no avail. But here, just applying these principles as a side product of the concepts and applying it to her life, that was a natural result. I love that. And Tim himself had some incredible manifestations. He had the dream job show up in his life as he made these shifts in his own life as well and saw how the hustle mentality he had grown up with and had been taught and had been doing in his own life was not working for him. And I'm so excited for Tim to share because he's our first super active male. Now, he's not our first male client we've ever had in any of our courses, but he was the first who was on, I think, every single coaching call, always there, always 
always engaging, always getting coached and getting feedback and just really applying this in a great way. So I think it's so cool to hear from Tim, especially. And in addition, I also want to share about Heather. She also has a podcast, The Practical Dash Minimalist.com. So The Practical Minimalist, an awesome podcast. I've been on the show as well. So these are wonderful people. I'm so excited for you to meet. Let's go to the show. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I know. I've already been on your show, so now it's your turn to come into the hot seat here on The Lively Show. Let's get started with telling everyone a little bit about how you got to where you are. Sure. It's a big question. I'll try to wrap it up nicely, but my name is Heather. I, As you mentioned, I have a podcast as well that I do with my dear friend, and it's one of the joys of my life. It's called The Practical Minimalist. I am also a wife. I have two kids. They are six and eight. We are living here in Boulder, Colorado, which we love, but we've moved around a lot as well. We were both born and raised in the South, but now we're here in lovely Boulder, Colorado, where we're just doing our thing. I'm kind of working the more unconventional type job, and Tim works in the corporate world, and I think you guys are going to hear from him later. So we kind of have a mixed bag of stuff going on. I love that. And are you focusing most of your energy in terms of contribution towards the podcast right now? Yes. Awesome. And you guys really let me go wild in the episode. I think you guys had to, I think, preface a lot of what I was going to say on that one. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. We've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. So I mean, you guys go check it out and you can hear. But of course, you know, lively listeners, it won't be anything new to lively listeners. Oh, man, so much fun. Okay, so I asked you guys to come on because A, you're both awesome, and we're super involved in all the coaching calls that we did and Flow With Intention in our earlier round, but also you emailed me with some incredible results. So first, I want to ask what made you want to join Flow With Intention, and then I want to ask what those results were because I think a lot of people are going to be maybe a little bit surprised by what happened. So first, what made you join Flow With Intention? Okay, so I'll preface it by saying I am a Life with Intention graduate as well. I kind of stumbled upon, that was when I first came upon your podcast. And so I did that course and had a lot of fun, had a lot of great results with that. But I remember, like, just I remember where I was when you first started talking about flow. I was walking my dog. This was like before you even came out with Flow with Intention. I think you were talking about your intentions, your values-based intentions for your trip when you first started out on your trip, or you were like kind of in the first leg of your trip, I think. And you were talking about these values, these flow and adventure values. And I remember hearing you describe like what that meant to you and what your experience was with that. And it was almost like a lightning bolt. I'm like, oh, I totally resonate with that. And I've been living my life exactly the opposite. Like going for the action, the adventure first and waiting for the flow or waiting for that good feeling to follow. Right. So I was hooked and intrigued and just kind of ate up all of those episodes that you put out about flow because I wanted that, you know, and I really felt like I'm kind of a person. I think you said this recently where, you know, it was doing all right, but I'm like, no, I want to be awesome. Yes, that is who I want to help. I mean, I want to help as many people as resonate. But yes, people are doing good that want to go to great. Right. I mean, I want to soar, right? I mean, why not? And so I when you came out with flow with intention, I didn't know that was going to happen. I was like, yes, like sign me up, like I'm on board. 
and then my husband did it with me, which was really fun. So it gave us a ton to talk about. You know, we've got our own separate issues, and I felt like we got so much out of it. And as far as the results, so there are two big ones that come to mind. And I'll start with, like, the broader one, I should say, first, and then I'll give you a really specific result that I got. The first one was I really kind of feel like I learned that power of like pivot and flow in my career and just life in general. You talked on a recent episode about, I think you were the one that gave the analogy that your career is like one of those little pop-up punching bags. Like I just, you know, go with the flow. I am able to like pivot when I need to and it's not a big deal. Like I have no resistance and I have never had that before. And I really resonated with your guest who said, you know, I always felt like my career had to be the one, right? And I totally had that too. And I felt like I was really able to drop that drama around my career. And I really easily closed out a couple of businesses and really was able to focus my energy on what I wanted to focus it on without a lot of drama or suffering. So that was really fun. The other thing that happened that I did not expect at all when I signed on, like this was not my motivation at all. And I did not expect this to come up throughout the coaching, but it did was that I have lost almost 20 pounds and how I did this. I don't even know if I can say how I did this. I applied the concepts that I used in flow with intention to this process. And here I am. What has it been about seven or eight months since then? And it's almost like the results have been magical. So those are my two big results that I really credit all the concepts that I've learned in your class to. That's incredible. So congratulations on both of those. And I wonder if as you made those bigger shifts with the career focus and you released the resistance there, as Abraham Hicks likes to say, if you have four things going great in your life and one is not, if you focus on the four that are going well, the other one will rise up with it. So I almost wonder as you made those shifts in other areas you're more aware of that this weight issue, not that it was an issue because it wasn't on your top of mind, but it just rose to the same level of your frequency as you released resistance around other areas. Do you think that might have been part of that? I totally do. And honestly, I've heard Abraham say that before, but had never really thought about that in my own life. But I think that's absolutely true. I just kind of feel like the vibration has raised, so to speak, in all these different little pockets of my life. Yeah. And this one came with it. And it didn't even take any struggle, effort, or striving on your part. Now, in the past, I'm just curious on the weight one, because I know a lot of people may be curious on that result. Do you think you, in the past, tried to effort your way to lose weight before unsuccessfully? Yes. I could talk about this all all day long. Like I, you know, again, with the weight thing, it wasn't, I'll say right away, I wasn't somebody who was super obese or had a lot of medical issues that came along with it. It was just like this nagging 20 pounds, right? That I was always carrying around. And I definitely efforted like what I would do, I would do like a 30 day cleanse or a whole 30 or, you know, who knows how many 30 day, 20 day programs I did. I would do it or I would quit and I would do another one and then get frustrated. And I don't know, it just always felt like this huge struggle with lots of drama (laughs) attached to it. And this one was the opposite? Yes. Now, I will say, you know, on paper, if you look at like what I did on paper, it might totally look like I hustled and struggled, but it felt almost effortless, like almost magical. 
like all the pieces fell in place. Like I found this like amazing coach that has helped me. It just, he seemed to have appeared out of nowhere (laughs) and it did not feel hard at all. And I think, so what I decided to do, you know, I was getting so much out of your class. I decided, you know what, why don't I, I think these concepts can be applied to pretty much in the area of your life. Like, why don't I try it here? Like there's no risk, right? So the main thing that I did, my highest priority was raising my emotional frequency in this whole journey and everything else seemed to just fall into place and just feel so much easier than it ever has before. Does that make sense? Yes. And that's exactly what I say flow. And I would even say life with intention. It changes how you approach your life in every way. They're both classes that deal with the foundation of everything. And what's really powerful, like you're saying, is as you focus on the emotions and the vibration and all of that stuff, that is going to literally, like you said, make this so easeful. And yes, you may take action, but when you do from this place, like you said, it wasn't hustling, it wasn't work, it wasn't efforting in the ways that you had in the past. And that's what makes this so enjoyable, but applies to every single area of your life. It's not restricted to, this is a weight loss program. Obviously, I didn't even bill it as that ever. This was just a result that you had, but you also helped your career. You also helped, you know, we'll talk about Tim and his results as well. And we'll have Catherine on to talk about her results. So it's just so incredible that, like you said, you can apply this literally, this class works for everything, not just one thing. Absolutely. Okay. So what was your favorite part of Flow with Intention Online for those that are thinking about joining? I loved it all, but I really loved the coaching calls. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person who has said that, but I, I want to tell everybody out there, like not only did I get a chance to work with you, but I really got a lot out of the work that you did with other people too. Like even if their issue or their resistance, you know, whatever it was that they wanted to talk to you about, even if it wasn't affecting me, I got a lot out of those conversations. And I'll tell you guys, like you put in your heart and soul into those coaching calls. Like, I mean, sometimes we'd be talking for hours. It's really worth it. Oh, thank you. Actually, to explain that, what you're explaining. So there are two levels now as we're doing this, because what happened when I did the first one is, first of all, I was in Sydney for the first time coaching. So I was in Australia and I'm going again to Australia. That's how dedicated I am. I'm going again to Australia so that I can coach during the daytime. So because I happened to be there when I coached, the coaching calls happen and the teaching lessons happen on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 8 p.m. Eastern Standard because even though there are people all over the world, the majority of the people all over the world have the most likelihood of being able to join during that window. So I've coached in Eastern Standard Central. I've also coached in London in the middle of the night and Amsterdam in the middle of the night to accommodate the majority. But when I was in Sydney, instead of being evening or middle of the night, for me, it was daytime. So I had all the energy that I could pour in. And I just, like you said, I poured as much as I could. So I ended up doubling the amount of hours that I expected the class to be. I would just sit there until I couldn't talk anymore. And I couldn't think it straight anymore. So what we've decided to do, because that is so much more intensive in terms of time for myself and also those that are taking the class as we've now divided it for each type of personality. So now going forward, there'll be a 101 version where you can just join the Tuesday night and just get the teachings. And we'll do a little bit of coaching at the end of that to clarify any questions people have on it. But this is the more self-guided 
So if you are not looking to be coached necessarily, you just want to learn how to do this on your own and to start applying it yourself on your own, that'll be great. And that's 16 hours of content because I go four to five hours per day on those Tuesdays. So those will be 16 hours of class that you'll be able to start applying your life, the worksheets, et cetera. So you'll be able to start doing this on your own right from that But then also for those that do want the coaching and they want the community and they want to connect more and they want more content, we also are offering the masterclass. And the masterclass level is also including the Thursday coaching call, which will be a straight four to five hours of coaching. That is where that group will be able to be, because it's a masterclass and people are selecting for it, They'll be more likely to be able to be in the hot seat with me. They'll be more likely to get their questions answered more frequently because obviously it's a larger group, but also it has the community and that all of those connections for the people that really want that level of interaction. Not everyone does, so that's why we're making this separate for both. But that also includes then 32 plus hours of material. So that is a lot. There are recorded, so you don't have to make this live. You can listen recordings. You can don't have to stay on by any means the whole amount of time to pop in or pop out at any point during those evenings on Tuesdays and Thursdays if you're in the masterclass and submit your questions if you want to, if you're in the masterclass and can't make that time zone, you know, time to be with me live, all of those sorts of things. But this way, people can kind of be involved as much as they want to be involved And if they don't want 32 hours of content, or if they do, they can make the choice for which feels right for them. So that's what we're doing based on the way that when it came down to it, I just want to give you guys as much help as possible for those that want that much help. That's the new way we're doing it. Oh, that makes sense. How exciting for people. That's so great. Yes. So we'll be able to have everyone select what feels right for them. But in terms of the class experience, what would you share that it was like? It's a little different than life with intention, as you know, but we'll just speak specifically to the experience for flow with intention. What would you share for people that are wondering what's this going to be like? Just expect a lot of hands-on. Like, I mean, and it's kind of one of those things you definitely get out what you put in. So it's really cool because um, not only do you have the opportunity to be coached one-on-one, but we had a lot of fun in the chat room too, like just being involved, like in the coaching calls, encouraging each other, asking questions. And, you know, you mentioned the community. It's pretty neat to see what happens within the community as well. Like I I feel like you get some listeners that say, you know, where do you meet all these high vibe people? Well, join flow with intention and you'll meet some. (laughs) Yeah. I would say just the one-on-one interaction and the opportunity for the community is pretty cool. Yeah. The community is incredible. I have to say, I don't know anyone else's community, so I can only speak to what I know, which is the community that we have for the workshops we do, The people are so positive and supportive and wonderful and grounded and open and fresh and helpful. And they have so many resources they're constantly sharing with each other. I feel like it is a a beast in of itself. I feel like (laughs) it is so cool to see everybody so excited to meet like-minded individuals because I do know that a lot of people don't necessarily have a ton of friends in their immediate community that they can connect to at all times, but then they find their like-minded friends that may be in their community through this class, but they could also find them across the world. And there's mastermind groups and accountability partnerships. There's literally free reign. You guys get to do whatever you want to do with that community. So did you get very involved in the community side of things? Not super involved. I ended up finding some friends on Instagram and we keep up that way. There was a whole group within Slack that I know is still pretty active. 
but I didn't get super involved in the Slack group, but I, I met some friends on Instagram just through your class. So that's really fun. Yeah. And the other cool thing is you get lifetime access. So once you're in the class, you join once and every single time I run it again, you're just as involved as you want to be. It's totally up to you. Basically, all you have to do is stay on the email list for the class and you get full access to all the material every single time. So Heather, now this is no pressure here, but are you going to join us this time around and are you going to focus on different things? I probably will. And as far as focusing on different things, I haven't thought that far yet, to be honest with you, but I probably will focus. I have a couple of ideas in mind and I want to keep doing what I'm doing as far as career and, you know, physical appearance and you know the, those sorts of things. I have a couple of things I'm, I'm thinking I might want to focus on this time around. That's fantastic. And that's what's really fun about this is if you do want to focus on different things, you get a whole new experience. You also get all new coaching. And as you guys know, I spend my entire life now, every hour of my life is like studying this stuff because I can't get enough of this personally. Like I love this stuff. And so I've been, now I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. And we've got all, I'm theta trained. Like I've got all of these amazing tools and even more techniques. We haven't touched on the subconscious much yet in the original flow with intention because I wasn't as well-versed in it. We're going to be talking a lot about visualization. There's just going to be really cool aspects to it. As I continue to keep learning more, I get to keep putting that into the coaching since I coached the coaching live. Each of the coaching sessions and each of the modules are coached live. So I'll be adding much more material to it because I have more to share. So that's kind of a cool thing about joining the Lifetime Access is like, as I get better at this, you guys just keep getting to benefit too. Yeah, I was wondering about that. If you're going to be planning on applying some of your new skills and with the coaching. So that's pretty neat. Yes, I will. And I actually think people loved it so much they were sad when it ended because they got really excited by the community and being a part of it in the coaching calls and stuff. And so I am thinking about doing extensions like Flowpoint, FWIO 2.0 kind of, and doing little extension specialties, if you will, off the general curriculum for alumni that want to join and go specifically more into quantum mechanics or specifically more into the subconscious or specifically more into how to do visualization. So those will be things I think I'm going to start to, there's no promises here, but that's kind of where I'm thinking flow will take me after the end of this course is doing these little extensions that people will be able to continue if they're interested and they'll self-select the specialties that they're actually excited about most. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. So here's a question. And this is what I love is just asking you your opinions. I'm not telling anyone they should join. Of course, I always say listen to your intuition. But Heather, who would you say that flow with intention is good for? If you had to give some kind of general advice out there, who is it right for? It's honestly right for so many people. Like even when you said, you know, you want to share it with anybody that it resonates with. I think it could resonate with so many people, but you know, I just know my own experience and, and this was certainly me, but like, if you're just on the edge, like if you feel like, you know, gosh, I'm somebody, I feel like I have so much potential, but like these little things are just causing me so much resistance. I have some ingrained beliefs like I'd really like to let go of, but I feel like I need help. You know, somebody like that who just you feel like maybe you're on the cusp of like some really cool stuff in your life and you just want some support. This course is for you. Awesome. And then here's a question, Heather. This is what I ask all my guests. Are there any internal doubts or resistance that you're currently facing in your life right now? I'm going to try to explain this. <laughs> Are you ever afraid you're going to like lose the magic? You know, 
one of my set of doubts or resistance, you know, obviously it hasn't affected me too much because I continue to see like wonderful results, but like every once in a while, you know, it's like you say, you have to have some grace with yourself and know, you know, I can't be, you know, Abraham, (laughs) I can't be like, I'm not necessarily high vibing 24 seven. And so like when occasionally some doubts and resistance come up and I think, can I really keep this up, you know, forever and ever and ever. So, I mean, that's one. And then I, you know, I continue to have like little doubts that creep up, you know, with the manifestations, like with the weight or with the career, like, is this going to go away, you know? And so I'm just trying my best to just enjoy the ride and not stay too attached and just love the present moment. I love that. And I think that really goes to how aligned you are, right? That that's the thing that's the doubt is like, can I say this aligned? Because you are that aligned. And it's a wonderful, it's an interesting problem to have because what it really is saying is how aligned you are. Right. And I mean, I hope nobody wants to, I don't know, punch me in the face after hearing that, but that's the truth. So I know, right? This is the thing about this work is that when you feel this way and you realize it's in your control to feel that way, right? You did that work to get that state of being. It wasn't that you let your circumstances purely dictate that. You learned to start taking this into your own control instead of waiting for your circumstances to dictate. Going back to your original thing you said in the beginning, where when I started talking about flow and you resonated so much and you were doing it the opposite, you've reversed it. You've reversed that habit you had in the past. And as a result, you're there, but it is different than most people's place that they're coming from. So yeah, I totally understand the resistance that comes from even saying it because it's different than other people's circumstances often, but not always. And at the same time, isn't that the best testament to the power of our own choice, beliefs, and emotions? Yeah, absolutely. So what would you tell someone just starting out on this journey? Oh, so many things. The best way I've I've really enjoyed like talking to myself in the past. Does that sound weird? Like, <laughs> like just sending my past self good intentions. So that's what I'm thinking of right now. So I would tell myself like to or or anybody else just starting out to be patient, to love the spot that you're at right now, and to expect wonderful things. And if you expect wonderful things, like I really think wonderful things, wonderful feelings will follow. That's amazing. And actually, I didn't think to ask you this earlier, but when it comes to doing it with a partner, do you feel like it's interesting because some people really want to do with partner and the partner does not want to do it with them. So I always suggest for those people exude this so clearly they can't help but ask what you're doing. But when it does come to having a partner who's interested in doing it with you, what was that experience like to do together? It was so much fun. Now, I would definitely say, I mean, it has to be right. Like we were both really excited and and willing. It wasn't like I was like, please, please do this with me. You know, he's like, sounds fun. Let's do it. You know? So I'll say like, we were both on the same page, like from the get go, but it gave us so much to talk about. And I, and I will say, I'll let Tim speak for himself, but I feel like it's such a great thing that your male listeners can benefit from, because I feel like the male personal development world is so different and can really benefit from this message. And So it's very different, I think, than it would be from like doing it with a girlfriend or something, because not only am I getting to converse with my spouse, my partner, but also just getting the male perspective was really interesting. So we had a lot of deep conversations in February. And are you guys teaching this to your kids in any way? Good question. Yeah, I think we are. You know, it was so cool. They... 
I don't know if it's like this all over the country, but we were actually at back to school night last night and in my son's class in first grade, they were telling us how, you know, we're talking about the brain and how, you know, this part of your brain, the wise part of your brain is the owl and like the part that is afraid and wants to protect you is the lizard and like the owl can talk to the lizard. I'm like, this is like intuition and ego. And, and so it's really cool just to see like just be supported in that way. And so that's, yeah, we've started to, you know, just bring that up like as an example, like ways that, so we've kind of picked that up, that terminology up and, and talk to our kids, you know, about the ego and the intuition in terms that they can understand. And then I could feel like I could do a whole show on, (laughs) on the way that I parent, like using these concepts, like for children. So, I mean, but the short answer is yes. I just got a little goosebumps. I think that's a good idea. What if we, Heather, you don't have to do this, but I putting this out there for all the flow alumni, since there's a lot of them, you guys, the ones that have kids, if you guys want to make a Slack channel and put in there about how to teach this to kids and share ideas and concepts and resources, that would be incredible for those that are interested in learning how to focus on that. I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. Parents, we love like getting support from each other on everything, right? Like if, I mean, if this is like the most important stuff of all, I think like, why not? Yeah, absolutely. So, and actually for anyone that's curious on what's the makeup, are they parents or are they not? You know, obviously I'm not a parent, but there are many parents in the class. There are majority women. I would say that is a huge bell curve. There's probably college age people all the way up to 60 plus. So the majority, the bell curve in the middle, I would say is probably between 28 and 42. I would say it's probably most people and mostly women. And in terms of careers, about maybe 50-50 of corporate versus creative or stay-at-home people. And then, yeah, there's a bell curve that's larger than that. But if you guys are curious on the overall group, but overall, people don't even have to have that much in common because the encouragement people give each other is so unconditional. It's not about having things in common with the other person other than this is a way of living that you actually want to share with someone else. Would you say that that was your experience too? Yeah, I was going to say that was my experience as well. Very accurate description. Awesome. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show. Now go get Tim. Okay. Now let's talk to Tim. Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy to be here. I know. I feel like you are one of our most active Flow with Intention online people. I loved working with you week over week, and I'm so excited for everyone to meet you. But let's first start with how you got to where you are. Yeah, so I am, like many of your listeners, probably a personal development junkie and consumed all this information about how I could fine-tune, customize, tweak, enhance my life in every possible way, and it wasn't working for me. I was taking a lot of action and doing all the right steps and ended up very tired, and I knew I wanted something else because the right actions weren't getting me right results. And so I was hearing about Jess from my wife, Heather, hearing about you, and said, ha, this isn't really about taking right action. This is more about feeling right feelings and then just letting the actions come naturally. I said, I had just finished up another program that I sure was great for some people, but was not great for me, and said, I want something radically different. And I heard about flow with intention. I had not taken life with intention and said, let's let's give that a go. Let's see uh, where that leads and, uh, and dove right into it. 
I love that. So basically, your experience with all the action, 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 and the other course that was action focused made you want to join Flow. Yeah, exactly. And first of all, I'm a big proponent for action. I think that theory without an action or experience isn't very useful or valid. But the opposite is not true. An experience without a theory to explain it is still valuable and something that really benefits an individual. But if the action is something you're doing because you're supposed to do or you're thirsty for a result, thirsty being your word, then in my case, it, it just burned me out repeatedly. And so I said, let's try something that's less of a burnout, more of a pleasure. And, uh, and that's, that's flow. So how familiar were you with my work before Flow? Did you listen to the show at all, or was Heather listening to it around you? Both. Uh, I listened to it, some of my own, and some with her in the background. And you said earlier, how was it going through it together? I wouldn't even say we went through it together. I'd say we went through it next to each other, because I don't want people to think, oh, wow, he did this because his wife begged him to, and he was dragged along. That wasn't the case at all. I said, oh, I see this thing that you're talking about, and I want that thing for me. So it was a very independent decision, and I listened in preparation for that to some more of your podcasts. I've probably been through half of them at this point, not in linear order, and said, okay, there's something different here. I like your energy. What do I have to lose? And I just want to commend you because I've thought a lot about masculine and feminine energy over the last few years especially, and realized in the online world, I think that walls are coming down, but there's kind of this separation between males listening to males and females listening to females. I think there obviously is bleed over on both accounts for sure. I love a good Lewis or Pat Flynn or Tim Ferriss episode as much as the next, but I do think there's overall a little bit more, and I thought a lot about this, and this is just my perspective or perception, is that females have had to grow up in society over decades and hundreds of years listening to males speaking, but men listening to females is a more recent thing in terms of a public thing. Not obvious. Everyone's been listening to their mother and family members, but females in the workforce in the last 100 years has obviously dramatically changed. But I think it's so cool that you were willing to listen to a female voice speak about this stuff when a lot of people would often say, well, if there's an episode on motherhood or two women talking to each other, then a man would say, I don't have anything to learn from this. How did you get over that? Or did you feel that at all for yourself? I really didn't. I felt it the first time when I looked at your website and I was like, this is a really feminine website. <laughs> but during the experience, no, not at all. You know, masculinity can be a really fragile thing. And I think sometimes when people want to say, quote, embrace the feminine, they end up just throwing out all of their masculine altogether. And it's not about prioritizing one or canceling the other out. It's about experiencing both fully and letting the two grow together. And uh, for me, I tried all the masculine approaches. You mentioned Tim Ferriss. I love his stuff. And stoicism was, was not doing it for me. And I still love his stuff, but I wanted a, a different perspective and a different approach. And that's been the last six months for me. And I think that for myself, for anyone that's curious on this masculine-feminine balance, I was raised in a very masculine energy in terms of I was on the men's crew team, I was in sports, I was at the business school at the University of Michigan, which is incredibly competitive and masculine-focused when I went there especially. And I had a dad that's incredibly masculine and two brothers. And my mom loves interior design, which I got from her, so I got the style from her, but like otherwise 
I don't know. So I was raised in that environment and miserable. So I was seeking all of these answers because I wasn't happy with that other way. So what I've found is the balance. And I think that's what I've been teaching with life and with flow is how to be balanced in that. And I, I think that that's what makes this different. I'd say two things on that. One, Heather and I were just walking last night and talking about how you have such an interesting balance, not so much blend, but balance of the two. You've got some strong masculine and some strong feminine traits at the same time. Balancing to me sounds like, okay, I need to cancel out some of my masculinity to allow more room for femininity. In my experience, the two can grow simultaneously. It's not about 50% masculine, 50% feminine. I think that as I get more in touch with my feminine side, in some ways that my masculinity grows as well and that both can benefit from each other. So here's a question. What are the results you've seen since taking the class? I'll give you some uh, intangibles and some tangibles, and I'll do that through two examples. So my old life was very much action, 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 go as hard as I can. And what I've learned about alignment and flowing, and I know alignment before action is old news for you, but it was new news for me, was let's say I'm driving a car. And my action is to drive the car, to get it to a destination. Okay, I've been told that getting to a destination leads to struggle, so I'm just going to drive the car as fast as I can and see where I go. And I've got the gas pedal all the way down. It won't go down any further. And the RPMs are maxed out and the engine is overloading because the car is in second gear. And what I feel like alignment does in learning to flow is putting the car in fifth gear. And now I'm only putting the gas pedal halfway down. And I'm not trying nearly as hard, and yet I'm covering a lot more ground. I'm seeing a lot more stuff. My car is <laughs> not about to fall apart. And that frequency, being able to set your frequency and change it and get aligned, sometimes prior to action, sometimes during action, allows me to both enjoy the experience more, uh, feel less burnt out. I think overwhelm is something I've struggled with since puberty, and actually end up accomplishing more at the end of the day, even though I was less focused on the accomplishing. So that's what alignment before action and what flow has meant to me. The other area I think has really changed in an intangible way has been just experiencing pleasure. I was thinking the other day about the difference between pleasure and vice, how I can do the same action and one experience is a very pleasurable experience. And in the other case, it is a vice, something I'm doing that I don't really want to be doing. And it's the same action. Let's take drinking scotch because I like to drink scotch. That's a nice masculine thing to do, right? <laughs> I also, by the way, want to say I love your car analogy. I could never have given that to the people because I don't know how to drive a stick. So I love that you went for such an amazing analogy. I would never be able to pull out, but I loved it. I think I learned how to drive a car in stick because of your analogy, actually. I think I reverse understand now how to drive a car thanks to your alignment before action. Well, good. Glad to drop some knowledge on you. So let's talk about scotch. Yeah, so scotch. I like to drink scotch, but I used to drink it at the end of a hard week to say this week was difficult. I'm going to now drink this scotch to make the week seem less difficult. And I thought about it because I was drinking scotch last Friday and I was like, wow, this is a great week. Yes, thank you more. Do you know what else is great? Scotch is also great. And I was drinking it, and I was happy, and I was enjoying it. And I'm like, why is this a different experience from the scotch I drank last year? And the reason was is because I was treating it as a pleasurable experience rather than the vice. The vice was a, quote, cheat day or a way to escape the good 
proper, appropriate action I had taken all week. But pleasure is about experiencing the moment fully and just enjoying it for what it is, enjoying the scotch and not having to make the scotch also be an escape from the bad things and the struggle and the right actions that I took all week. And so by having a better relationship with alignment and with the actions I take during my quote-unquote work day, I feel like my after-work activities and personal life activities, not that I really separate personal and business that much, but that my other actions are more enjoyable as well. I had goosebumps as you were describing that, or alignment bumps if you want to call them that. That was incredible. And you know what you're actually doing as I think about the science behind that? What you were doing before when you were escaping the bad week, your emotions were negative. So your body was craving the scotch to feel better. But when you were from, so the, the action was coming from a negative emotional place, the cells were activated by negative feelings. And then you were like seeking the action to escape that negative feeling, but really it's just perpetuating more. That's why the body was craving it in that way or wanting it. Then in this case, now your new scotch, if you will, same scotch, but new emotions. So as you're coming from that aligned place, your emotions in your cell and your body is already feeling amazing. So as it's looking for more ways to just keep feeling amazing, the body's interpreting that as feeling amazing. Yeah, that sounds right. Everything I've read lately about that subject, I've got to agree with you. And like I said, experience without theory doesn't need the theory. And so I know you're right because I've experienced it as right. Is that the tangible result that you would say that you had? I'd say those were the intangibles. I've had uh, some really specific things occur as well. You were actively active. Now, we've had other males in the classes before, but you were there every week to sit there and talk and share and get feedback. It was incredible. Yeah, I was there one week even when Heather was on vacation. She was at the beach. It was just me hanging out. I was in the class and I was, uh, and you were answering a question about, okay, I want to change my relationship with my boss. And he is a guy's guy to the T. And uh, I was like, how do I communicate in his language? And first of all, I enjoy being around him, but he's very domineering and wants things to be done his way all the time. Uh, not to be cruel or to be too controlling. He just has strong beliefs about what he believes to be right. And I came to you and said, I want this to be different and I'm not sure what to do. And then you gave me some tips and our relationship has improved over time, but my entire working life actually changed right as flow with intention was winding down. So five years ago, a little background, I worked in medical technology. So developing uh, new medical approaches for uh, surgical intervention for brain disorders and for spine surgery. And I had just done this great project, the most fun project I've ever been on. And I was at a hotel room right after the project had wrapped up and writing down on the hotel notepad, what made this project great? And what would be an example of something that I would just absolutely love to do? What's the, and I wasn't doing it to define it as a goal to go get. I was just curious in my mind, why did I like this so much? And what did I like and I can't give too many specifics because of confidentiality, but I wrote down, I would love to work with this type of company and this type of project dealing with this specific technology to treat these specific disorders. And in the last week of the flow with intention, my manager came to me and said, hey, you've expressed interest in these concepts to me before, and you've been talking about wanting more autonomy. We are starting to partner with this new company to develop this new technology, and we need someone to lead it. And I thought, oh my goodness, everything you just said 
is the exact information that like down to the very specific letter that I'd written in that notepad five years ago, just feeling good and thinking about what would make something pleasurable. And that's, that's my life right now is I'm in the middle of that project. It's fun. I get to travel with my away suitcase. Thanks for that as well. And so that's like a really specific thing that I think uh, came out of partly flow with intention. People would say, oh, that's the law of attraction. Well, before my idea of the law of attraction was uh, if I think about something hard enough, I'll make it happen. And then I realized, oh, no, the thing that I accidentally made happen was the thing that I had a really good feeling about and was, yes, thank you more, please. And then now, yes, thank you more, please, is is this cool project that I'm on. and, And that's what I get to do. You gave me more alignment bumps, man. I've never been so tingly in my whole interviews. <laughs> oh my gosh. So here's a question for those that are men thinking about joining this. What would you say to the men? Because you're the first one we've had so active and also to be here sharing on the show. Frame it appropriately. I would say, is what you're doing now working for you? If not, maybe try something else. And if so, maybe try something else. Because there's always more diverse and rich experience out there for you. And one way to find that is to find people who are trying to bring more diverse, rich experience into their life. And flow with attention can certainly do that. And then I would also say if you're nervous about being the only guy, I'll be there. So you'll have at least one other to to back you up. And that I didn't feel like gender was really much of an issue at all once we started sharing personal experiences and how to grow. I didn't even think about it till you commented on it. Actually, I didn't realize I was the only guy. It, it didn't even I didn't even notice it. And did you find that I was able to help you when we, as obviously we did a lot of coaching together, even though I'm a female, was I able to help you? Yeah, that, that was a total non issue for me. If it is an issue for a guy, I would say ask you to figure out, okay, why is it an issue for you? But Maybe the best way to get over it is to not focus on theory and to just experience practice, like I said earlier. And in this case, maybe practice with Jess. And what was your favorite part of the class? I liked the coaching sessions the most. You know, the, the pre-reads and material you sent out beforehand was pretty light. I will say I wasn't as involved in the forums and some of the channels as some of the other people were. I know a lot of people got a lot of value out of that. That's one area where I didn't want to be too creepy as the one guy that I thought I might and I know I'm not accountable for other people's emotions, but I didn't want to make any of the women uncomfortable. But the actual interactive sessions didn't feel that way at all. And I enjoyed the coaching from you directly to me, but also some of the advice you gave to other people because it was such a wide range. While it was uh, primarily women, it was a really diverse range of experience and uh, demographic like age range and cultural background and seeing how a quote-unquote trivial problem that a teenager was struggling with and a quote-unquote really serious problem that someone older was struggling with really brought out similar emotions and how getting into alignment and fixing how you feel provided relief or solutions and growth to both parties despite having what some of us would view as very different traumas. And that universality of experience really struck home with me. It also, it made me not trivialize some of my overwhelm. I'm like, oh, I'm overwhelmed about not being able to finish this thing that I said I wanted to finish, but what a first world problem. And I'm like, well, it feels real to me. My subconscious doesn't know it's a first world problem. So let's go ahead and recognize that this is something I've had an issue with. And then it makes it so much easier to let it go and move on. And I I learned that from seeing the diverse range of issues that uh, folks came forward with uh, for coaching. 
Yes, it is true. We only have so many emotions. So the triggers that cause those emotions could be a paper cut or a bomb. And the both people that are experiencing the exact same emotion in the neural peptides that are activating their cells are having the same physical experience over very different triggers. So you literally cannot discount or discredit the emotion because it's unlocking your body. So it really, really is true what you're saying. And we need to recognize and start to learn how to control, well, first allow, and then to select the emotions we have so that we aren't inundating ourselves unconsciously from those really seriously negative and destructive emotions, regardless of what the situation is. If it's a hurricane, or if it's the hurricane that's in your head. Both of them can cause equal damage internally. And what you said there, I think is a really good point for potential male classmates is that getting in touch with your emotions doesn't mean weakness. In a way, it can be a new form of strength because it allows you to deal with the traumas that you think shouldn't be traumas so that you can move on and to be more resilient. I find that in my life, I've been around more resilient women than resilient men, even though I've been around a lot of strong men. And I would say strength and resilience are different things. And I'd rather be the person that can bounce back repeatedly than the person that can never be defeated. Because we all have to bend at some point, but we don't want to break. And uh, men can be very rigid. So if they're going to be a little more flowy, you might actually end up being stronger. Like you said before, your career is in exactly the place you want. You didn't have to effort your way there. You just stayed into the vibrational alignment of it and it came to you. Yeah, it was it's really exciting. It stays fun. Even when it's hard, it's fun. And it keeps flowing my way. I keep getting more of it. I'll put it that way. And I know you listen to the show a lot. Would you say that you got more from doing the class and just listening to the show alone? Yeah, for sure. The show is usually... Sometimes you do interviews, but a lot of times it's just a monologue, and I'm good with that because you're good at speaking. But having you address a specific concern, even if it's not my specific concern, is usually something I can relate to. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't mean that to discount the show at all. It's just a different experience, a, a little bigger and more impactful than, than just listening to the show passively. There's, it's the difference between reading a book and having a conversation with an author. You can read a book and how engaged are you? Uh, sometimes you're very engaged and it's fully absorbing. You feel like you know that person and sometimes you're just soaking it in. But when you're there having a conversation with someone, you learn it in a way you never would have just listening. Yes. And I also want to share from what you said earlier, I, did, I want to circle back. You said that you love the coaching a lot and that's where you got most of it, but also that there's not a lot of homework, guys. This is a very applicable class. This is going to, I'm going to teach you the principles and we're going to go in depth on all the ways that it applies and how it applies far deeper than we do on the show. But then it's for you to implement. This is not about homework and worksheets. This is about you actually applying it to your daily life. So you said that earlier and I just want to circle back to underline. This is all about what you put into your life. I can give you the information, but if you don't trigger those emotions and you don't get in that alignment and then you take action, it's not going to change anything. That's why I don't worry about worksheets. It's not about that. It's about you doing this yourself. And then like you said, the coaching is all about troubleshooting the resistance and how to elevate this to an even further level. Yep. And when I said homework, it's definitely not worksheets. I think one of the assignments and not to spoil the class too much was Maybe try. I suggest recording your emotions uh, three times a day every day and see how you feel. That to me was something I obviously should have done years ago. I was like, oh, yes, of course. 
And once you can put a name on something and a label on something, you recognize, ah, I'm currently feeling overwhelmed. I have felt this before. Here are successful ways I've managed overwhelm previously. Uh, so it was that kind of homework. It was real-world action, not sitting at my desk trying to think of answers because the answers we write in a situation like that is uh, the story we tell ourselves to cover the decision we've already made, and this is not that. Yes. Thank you so much. So here's a question. We ask this to all the guests. So what doubts or internal resistance are you currently facing, if anything, in your life right now? I was talking to a good friend of mine and I said, you know how every employee struggles with imposter syndrome at some point? And he said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, of course. I said, of course you don't, because while you're my best friend, you're also the most arrogant person I know. <laughs> and uh, as more good things continue to flow my way, sometimes I stop and think, am I faking this? And I have to remind myself, no, I'm not. This is who I am. This is what I wanted. And I appreciate it, and it wasn't given to me accidentally. But I'd still sometimes have to stop and pinch myself and say, am I the right person for all this? I think some days that's no problem. Other days I'm thinking, wow, why is this major investor who's worth 10 times what I am financially earnestly asking me for their advice? Why, why are they doing that? That doesn't seem right. But then I remember like I said earlier, that uh, no, I'm, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Actually, I didn't think to ask you this earlier, but for any males that are listening that have potentially a female partner or a male partner for that matter, that want to take the class and want them to do it with them, what would you recommend for that person? I would say figure out why you want to do it. Because if you are coming to a class to make your partner happier, that's probably not going to work for either of you. They'll wish you had been more invested and you might have some resentment. So I would say definitely check it out. And I would encourage you to take the class. But before you sign up, stop and figure out what do I want to get out of this? Why do I want to be there? And making someone else happy is not a good enough reason. If you come to learn with an open mind, even if you're not sure what you're going to get out of it, but you want to come and say, I want to grow out of this experience, but I think both you and your partner will have a better experience. I love that because what you said, to put it in my language, would say, listen to your intuition. And if it's calling you to do the class, and then do the class versus doing it for your partner. I love that. That's beautiful. And then last but not least, what would you tell someone just starting out on this journey? I'd say there is no destination. And my life is not the life I would have written down 10 years ago. It is dramatically better, but it is not the one I would have painted onto a vision board. But the emotions I experience on a daily basis and what I get to do on a daily basis is more nuanced and diverse and beautiful than I would have written down. And so I would say hold things loosely. Come into this with an open mind, open body, open heart. And find something that makes you say yes, and then keep following that. And there will be a lot of that uh, if you find the right people. And sometimes yes doesn't look like a pleasurable activity or relationships. Sometimes yes was a fee. I remember one time I was working on a spreadsheet, the boringest thing in the world. We use spreadsheets as a stereotypical example of something that is boring. But I figured out how to do something that I've never done before. And I was like, oh, I feel so good right now. 
And I thought, but I'm not supposed to feel good because I'm working on a spreadsheet. But then I chased that emotion and I, I switched from sales to R&D. And now I develop new products. And to me, that is much more life-giving. But it's not the life I would have picked back when I was in sales because it didn't fit my identity of who I was. So when you feel an emotion, I would say chase it and figure out why. Oh, that's beautiful. Tim, it's such a pleasure to speak to you again. And I'm excited to work with you again in class. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's always a pleasure, Jess. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And Heather and Tim, thank you for coming on the show. If you want to send Heather and Tim a message, you can do so over on Instagram at Heather underscore Conkin, C-O-N-K-I-N. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Cantaloupe Lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to JessLively.com slash Heather and Tim. Before I share where I'm headed to next, let's talk about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. As you guys know, if you have a business, you have to do bookkeeping. And it's not everyone's favorite thing to do, let alone mine. It's basically the least favorite thing I would like to do, which is why I love using FreshBooks because FreshBooks makes something that I normally would not want to do at all so enjoyable and easy and natural and intuitive. It flows to work with their platform. I love it. I was so frustrated with my old platform, the old format of software I used to use. And I said, there has to be a better way. There has to be something out there that's like Facebook. There has to be something that's as easy to do as a social media platform. This does not need to be hard, boring, or ugly to look at. And then my friend told me, hey, have you heard about FreshBooks? And the minute I went there, I was like, oh, like, hallelujah, the clouds parted. I just fell in love. You've probably heard me talk about this before. And I want to say, if you have a business, please go try this for free for 30 days and see if you love it as much as I do. You can do that over at freshbooks.com slash lively. Get the free 30-day trial. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. It seriously is like if I had designed this magical potion to make bookkeeping easy, this would be it. Now let's talk about where I'm going next. Today, I am staying here in Ann Arbor a little while longer, and then I will be heading on that French Riviera cruise with Abraham Hicks. So until then, I've got a little time here, and then at the end of the week, I'll be going somewhere else in the U.S. before going back abroad. Until Thursday, may something wonderful happen to you today. Today.